Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, and welcome to Duality. I'm your host, Ash. Kind of going by Dry today. No, <laughs> but and I'm here with Esme Leilani. What's up, everybody? My name's Esme Leilani. It's nice to meet y'all. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to get into this episode. Um, it's been some time that I've been wanting to talk about Naruto on this podcast. And uh, for it to come to fruition, especially just with our conversation, our conversations, uh, in, in those matter of times, I'm like, I truly feel like you are the person to talk about naruto and it's like i feel like a lot of times when i talk about naruto you know you can meet people with like where they're at with like okay with what you resonate with what they resonate with i don't know if i've ever met anyone who's like taking it this deep <laughs> so like <laughs> when when having conversations with you and i'm like okay yeah yeah all right we're here we're here okay cool to the point that i was like i'm being put on like immensely you know it's like the only other person that i've ever felt that way within that depth is Ariel, which shout out to Ariel. Happy birthday. We love you. Thank you for existing. I hope you're feeling great today. And uh, thank you for making me revisit anime. So you are also the direct correlation with my obsession with Naruto through Full Metal Alchemist and everything that happened in between them. So with that being said, uh, finding, you know, unleashing Right. The topic is unleashing our Keke Genkai. And um, before we get into like going into that, what, you know, I asked you, what is your favorite part about Naruto, about the Naruto series? And uh, yeah, I just want to touch back base with that. So my favorite thing about the Naruto series is definitely how complex it is. I find that the characters are really flawed. And their magical flaws, because it is a magical show. Um, and I started my relationship with Naruto when it came out in Shonen Jump in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And I remember when it got in, put into the television show. There's so much magic in it. And also, it makes a lot of sense. These people in the show and the storylines can sometimes relate to the things that we experience in life. And by thinking about how other people do things, maybe you can... Be a little more dialectical with yourself a little more it might be opposite like it might be a magical show and it might be fiction but it can also make sense in real life the two truths can be opposite at the same time absolutely you know naruto came into my life in such an interesting time i didn't tap into naruto when when it first came out in fact i was like almost avert to anime when i was younger and it was like I mean, besides Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, but, like, I don't know. It was just, like, one of those niche pocket things that I felt, like, anytime I wanted to tap into, like, it was almost, like, gatekept, and therefore I was, like, like, I don't, I don't like the energy of this, you know, which I've, I've talked about this on another episode of the podcast, and therefore made me also kind of, like, it's something I didn't understand, really, so I, I didn't unpack it. I just... Also wasn't a big TV show person when I was a kid. I was more like into video games and like, you know, being outside and stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, it came to me when I needed it immensely. Like, I feel like it was also the 
lack of letting myself like be a kid, you know, even though anime is like definitely not necessarily for, for children, you know, maybe after a certain age, but I think there's a big misconception of anime being like, you know, the fairly odd parents being like other, like, uh, you know, American animations. Meanwhile, it's like, if you know it's a good anime, if like the parents are dead in the first like few scenes, you know, like you know it's gonna get it's gonna be good, but it's also like that's traumatizing. Maybe not for young kids, you know. And with that being said, it came around at a time where I I want to say it was 2019 where I started really getting into Naruto. There was a lot of different shifts happening in my life, and like when I was like really really like obsessed with Naruto I'd say it was like 2020 you know and it was like such a baseline for me to go back to you know working three jobs and doing like an intense amount of things during the pandemic and it was just like my way to like crown back into my storyline because like you were saying there was so there's so much complexity and then there's also the simplicity of like you just relating to these characters yeah totally I also did not like um, Naruto for a really long time. I have this aversion to things other people like. So when <laughs> <Yeah>. Naruto <laughs> became very popular, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm actually really into... Anything I else. Was into, <laughs> I was into Full Metal Alchemist. I was into okay. Full Metal Alchemist, but... Um, no, there was a few different animes that I was really into. I was really into webtoons, actually, at that point. So... Like, I liked Uran High School Host Club so much more than Naruto at that point. There was just so many different rather, I'd rather watch this than that. Because Naruto for me uh, was very gendered. So I grew up as a religious Jew. And the ability to even get Naruto was too much work. It was a magical show. And in my culture, my religion, demons and <laughs> wills of fire were not tolerated. So I had to go to the library and rent out Shonen Jump and hope my parents didn't decide to look through my stuff. It was too difficult to get. When it came out on Adult Swim, it was a way for me to absorb content that I had thought I really wanted to watch, especially because Shippuden had started arcing. But um, I just felt so also gatekept from it because it was, it was gendered. My brother really liked it. My brother's a complete Itachi. And um, he really liked it. And anything Itachi likes, Itachi gets, but doesn't share. I don't know how to explain it. It's mm -hmm. just, they don't have to share their reasons. They're just busy right now. So I, uh, I'm autistic and I have ADHD. And one of my things that I do when I get to know people or as I've gotten to know myself as an adult is I like to place myself in other people's shoes by finding a character to relate to them. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I can very easily break down Naruto because it's so consumable and it, it is content meant to be consumed by children by young adults so it's meant to be consumed and you can create all sorts of different variations of their plights yes maybe you know we're not dealing with actual Akatsuki members but how many of us are dealing with maybe frenemies um Dealing with difficult bosses, dealing with work expectations, dealing with PTSD, dealing with unrequited love, dealing with abandonment wounds. And I think that's the best part about Naruto is when you have abandonment wounds, it's not very often where you find a positive TV trope that showcases that so well. 
because Naruto was instrumental in being like, I'm gonna be positive. Like, yeah, <laughs> my life sucks, and I'm cute, and I'm gonna be positive right now. <laughs> and that's like the most dialectical thing. Like, it's not a magical show, as much as it is a story about somebody who really decided to have earned secure attachment. And that's really profound. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, shit. You just wrapped up the whole podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like for real to just like kind of um piggyback off what you're saying, like yeah, you know, like Naruto is just putting it out there that there is probably going to be spoilers in here. So I just wanted to like give that disclaimer. Yeah. You know, um so that's how true it is you know there's definitely going to be spoilers in here so if you have not finished watching naruto and you plan to uh finish watching it and then circle back to the pod if you don't want anything you know told to you so yeah like you know with that being said naruto experiencing the amount of trauma that he has you know in this series and still choosing to be positive to to find and cultivate good relations and you know like yeah like yeah he's annoying we all know that you know but like at the same token like especially in naruto naruto shippuden like i have stopped watching baruto so i can't really speak on baruto i haven't watched any baruto but yeah. i'm excited too because i feel like it's gonna be very unique yeah, I haven't fully committed to it. I only watched like five episodes and it was at a time where I just couldn't binge anything. So I'm like, I'm going to give it space yeah. despite the reviews of the beginning. But I have heard that it has shifted. I have heard that it's picked up and gotten really better. So also with what you had posted in um, recently, the uh, one that now there's going to be the Minato. Yeah. I'm and so then there's crazy. also like some ep extra Shippuden episodes, episodes yes. right? So we love that. We love the the like so bridging the gaps of things, you yes. know, in the Naruto universe. So I'm excited to see that and what that looks like. And yeah, you know, it's just like like I was saying, Naruto choosing to despite the cards he was dealt and the the life that he has lived, which is like really hard and rough you know on a child and just the experiences of of like not having parents and like not having people looking out for you and then like not being bitter I feel like is like really important too like in, in like these other characters that go through traumas like you watch like the Sasuke's that go through extremely traumatic events and like become bitter and become dark and like what the darkness can consume and then you see people in between like throughout the different arcs and the different episodes the filler episodes all the different things where you see how the darkness uh exists in each of us and i think that the thing that i love the most about naruto too is that like i forget exactly what episode it is i have written down my notes but <laughs> It's ever since I watched this episode, like I was like bawling in the shadow integration episode. I believe it's called like the waterfall of truth, something of that sort. When he's training like for sage mode, episode. I cry a lot, <laughs> Naruto for sure. But that one in particular, when Naruto has to go into himself and and befriend his darkness in order to gain the power to uh, control his nine tail fox to control his beast. 
is like so profound to me and it's like you know you're 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 bringing like Carl Jung into this like you're bringing shadow integration psychologically into this like there's so many layers of things that Naruto goes into that the Naruto universe like kind of um highlights you know and I believe that when you're a person who's actively doing mental emotional spiritual physical work Naruto is just like such a good show to watch it's so supportive and validating of that experience and process I know it was for me you know and that was one of my favorite parts of Naruto was like that that part of it that arc of him you know getting to because it's like he has this nine-tailed beast inside of him and you know nobody tells him <laughs> and then he's just like finding out in these weird ways and then people are like you can't control this we need all of these different people to try to like make sure that they're around you to contain this and then not all of them are anymore and the deeper he has to get within himself to be able to be that person for himself to act ultimately unlock his own power and work with himself in full which is just yeah like i just feel like that's very relatable um it's very relatable i feel like definitely go through seasons like that and yeah i just find that there's like something for everybody if they're just open to it there's lots of different characters and you can look at it in a shallow way but i totally agree uh naruto choosing to own his generational trauma is profound and i don't know if i uh, you know see him being not better i think i see him uh especially when he's in school <laughs> especially in the early years being pretty bitter because uh, as a child, his, his needs, there was not enough space for his childish needs at all. And um, I didn't see Naruto as annoying. I actually saw Naruto as cringy because I saw him as an avatar of how a lot of people, including myself, act when we have attachment wounds. And uh, we might find ways to, you know, act like that socially, acceptably, like... Sending too many text messages, maybe, or like hitting up people that you know aren't really your friends, inviting yourself. We all do it within a certain type of way that we find culturally and socially acceptable to 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 act like that as much as possible when when you don't feel like your needs are being met and there's not enough space for your needs. Um, and, and maybe that's why we consider it annoying. Um, I work with kids, <laughs> and uh, I notice that Naruto acts like a little kid who doesn't have parents to feed him at home. And one of the things that I say when kids act like that are, are you hungry? <laughs> and yeah, he was hungry. And Naruto acts not like an annoying person. Naruto acts like a little hungry boy. Mm. We label him as annoying because we can't meet his needs. Mm. So when you think about how you act and how you feel and how you who what character would I be maybe you have needs and you can see how they can get met or who can't meet them and why you keep trying with that person like I cannot forgive you for getting me over my crush with Kakashi like you killed it you killed it dead it's like I have the ick like you sent me the question of what, what was your favorite part 
of Naruto and I could not answer Kakashi and I actually stood there for five minutes in front of my phone being like oh this would have been so easy but now I have to think of a complicated answer (laughs) 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 what needs can we not get met one of the needs that we can't get met sometimes is um having too many expectations and I think with Boruto there's a lot of expectations for it to be Naruto I wonder if um, if Minato was a parent for real and didn't die, if he would have uh, kind of made himself a non-sequitur too. I don't think that having a Geki Genkai is much different than having a Jinchuriki. And mm-hmm. honestly, I thought about this in the shower today. If I had the choice, I wouldn't have either. I'm grateful to not have Genkai. I'm, yeah, I just lost my English, but I'm grateful not to have like a powerful magic or any sort of things. I'm grateful to be like normal, <laughs> like as normal as possible because y- those people did not have easy lives. They all suffered, each one of them. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, with great power comes great responsibility. And people forget that when they're on the hunt for great power. You know, usually the people who have great power just find out because they're just constantly traumatized and there's so many things that are repeating and like uh you know it's the it's it's the will to stay alive you know it's a tool for that and um yeah I feel like people like in real life you know um look at these different things like this would be so cool to have so cool to have and it's like well what would you sacrifice for it's like you know you think about now going into the Naruto universe like like i want no parts of that i want no parts and you don't even have to see (laughs) someone actually die you just have to have like severe cptsd when the cptsd hits there you go (laughs) then i switches you You know know, (laughs) like i i um all of the family's behaviors I, i think about hanada and neji for this honestly like Wow, the clannish behaviors, the insulated, almost incel-like behaviors. Because there was a part where I was, you know, when Neji's story was being arced, where I was like, why are they doing this to each other? Like, you guys have cell phones in this universe, right? Are we still, like, doing blood slavery? Like, that's intense. I always felt like, wow, these powers take up so much time to, like, cultivate. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful I don't have those talents. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. I think people in, in real world may find themselves finding themselves having those expectations. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's good to just accept what you have and what you don't. And I, I mean, it's a beautiful way to look at it. And, um, you know, I feel like even just like, as far as the topic of of the pod like unleashing your your keke genkai like that can mean as something as intense as Mm -hmm. you know a great power that's like takes a lot of sacrifice to obtain whether that was like you know foreseen or not right and then it's also in in my perspective of my interpretation of my integration of both is also like just even tapping into like our intuition, you know, just even tapping into different aspects of like, you know, what makes us like what we're carrying in our blood, what we're carrying in our lineage, 
you know, some people just naturally know what herbs to use. Mm. Some people just naturally know things, you know. Some people can read things. Some people can see things. Some people dream things. It doesn't have to be as mystical in that way. Yeah, It could just be very simple and grounded, you know, and that might not come with the same amount of uh, intensity as someone who's going to, like, you know, channel a spirit. You know, that might take a lot more out of a person, you know, than somebody who just innately knows things when they're just like they just receive it you know so i believe like tapping into that you know tapping into your kekagenkai tapping into your your blood right you know your your lineage is truth like learning about your history um learning about your family learning about you know what where you come from as a as on this earth but then also like where your soul is coming from and like what what gifts are granted with that and you i feel like you can do, you can find that out by just paying attention to what you're naturally good at mm-hmm. you know paying attention to what you're naturally good at what you gravitate towards what you feel is you know calling to you don't you feel like that's the difference between naruto and sasuke like, so Naruto was a Jinchuriki, and he obviously grew up around people with Geki Genkais and who were ninja. So this person really did not have any good reason to not be exposed to some type of reality. Hey, by the way, you have a Geki Genkai too of a different sort. It's called a Jinchuriki, and we got to take care of you. There really was no good reason because, as we saw in the show, they already had the Uchihas to contend with. The whole problem started with the Uchihas because they were racist and, and prejudiced. And that's really difficult to get behind. You know, you know, after you killed my crush with, with Kakashi, I was like, okay, less, the less person's left is Madara. There's no one left to love. And, and, and then I thought about it. I was like, oh, no, I, I can't have no crushes in the Naruto universe anymore. It's just not happening. But like, deadass, Madara had like a really serious purpose. Yeah. He did not want to be crushed. They were, they were isolating. So if you had Naruto and Sasuke, they're growing up in the same universe. They both have power. One is jealous of the other because the other one, oh, if I had your power, maybe I could get my brother back for his terrible, terrible behavior. All of it is really just unhelpful and helpful behavior. Mm-hmm. The difference between Naruto and Sasuke to me is that Naruto decided I'm going to make my behavior helpful. And Sasuke decided to be spoiled. And decided I have to do it my way. I don't have any trust in nobody. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have any really good reason to not have trust. Like, what was Sasuke thinking when Kakashi was training him? Did he not have trust when Orochimaru was trying to track him through the forest? And that's what I took. I was like, wow, there's so much trust. Like, between Shikamaru becoming the leader for the entire after the tuning exam, Shikamaru took over everything. Shikamaru was the only one left. He was pretty decent as a ninja, so everyone had to use him as a leader. He's in the, most of the arcs. They all form relationships with each other. There was no trust. You didn't feel anything when these kids are fighting for you, and you still decided you had to leave. Naruto felt like, okay, I can cry. I can be sad. The other one didn't. I think that that's, like, really big in society, too. And I feel like I've seen that in so many people that um, resemble traits of Sasuke in a big way where it's, like, 
you know, to suppress can naturally make you gravitate towards more of a um, narcissistic, selfish path, right? They say, like, what's the difference between an empath and narcissist is, like, they're both, they could be traumatized with the same thing. It's just the way they process it, you know, the way they go about that integration or lack thereof. One person is trying to understand the other person doesn't want to because it hurts too much or they feel in that way that they're going to be hurt again because they have to touch on that pain. But that pain exists all around us all the time. So might as well touch on it because it's going to touch on you. So you got to like set your parameters and your boundaries with it. And I, I, I completely agree. It's like with people that are, you know, Sasuke and Naruto, you know, it's like, I always found that so strange too. It's like Sakura had this whole relationship in her mind with him, you know? And then like, ultimately they end up being together, but like, you wouldn't even know, like you wouldn't even know he felt an inclination. I always thought it was like I made jokes about it just like at, at the time. Did. I don't think he does. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think it's just a matter of just like the settling of, of what was there and what accepted him and what benefited him, right? And then there's also like Naruto, like that's the, that's the real love story, you know? And it's like they're back and forth. It's like he showed nothing. And then he's like, well, you were my best friend. And it was like, what? You felt this way, Sasuke? And when he said that, I was like, like, first of all, it's, like, at the end of Shippuden. So, like, let's acknowledge that. Like, Naruto is only just chasing for you and trying to help you, save you from the darkness and yourself and Orochimaru for countless episodes. And you're just like, okay, bro, no one asked you. And then, like, you wouldn't even know he cared about him ever as a friend you wouldn't even think that they ever considered themselves as friends because of the exterior you know of the way that people can project themselves which taking it back to the real world is like people live like that people can really love you and you wouldn't even know they could really like you and you wouldn't even know maybe they don't love you but maybe they like you so i have an affirmation for myself um and it says doesn't matter if some people don't like me a lot of people love me even if I don't know the names of those people mm. yeah so I used to think that I was a gin cherry cake because I had autism in the 90s and you can't have both AT ADHD and autism in the 90s they didn't have the science behind you to have that but everyone treated me like I was autistic including in school um, so I had special ed classrooms and special ed buses, and I felt like there was something about me that was a little different because it was not told to me what was going on. It was just, uh, you have behavioral issues and trauma, which is very similar to what Naruto got. Going back to bloodlines, yeah, we're just unpacking all of our parents' stuff. Like, literally, our bones are made out of the bones of our mother. We were inside her when she was inside her mother. Our bones are made out of each other's essence. So you are your parents, literally. It's in your mitochondrial DNA. You will react as your parents did, and <laughs> these cycles will envelop. They both have that 
I saw when I saw their friendship, I wouldn't even classify that a friendship. I saw that as a like homoerotic toxicity. And it actually really turned me off from watching the show at a certain point Mm -hmm. because I have the same storylines where I had a hard time clinging to friendships that were clearly not important to them. And I had to find my own value, whether or not I was a ginger key or not. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to label it like that because, you know, I used to think I was under a curse where I could only have one friend a year. And the friend would change every year. I would move schools. I didn't put it together that it was because I was moving schools. I thought that there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I was different. I don't know what was going on. I was annoying. I was very annoying. I am very annoying. I'm obnoxious sometimes. And and it's okay. There's enough space for me to have that. There is enough space for Sasuke to say, I'm suffering. They definitely had the angst, Madara's angst. And I... I really know that this is just society. Like, those, those boys were kind of gay for each other. For sure. They married those girls because that's what they had to do. Mm-hmm. Those are the girls that were, like, begging <laughs> yeah. to be like, hey, see me, see me, see me, see yeah, me. And they were but, like, just and, like. Yeah, and, like, honestly, to tell you the truth, he nodded going after pain was mad pick me. And I had to just kind of accept my own. You know, everyone has pick me parts. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, digested yeah. what you said. But, yeah, like. <laughs> Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And and another thing that I was thinking about that I have not yet finished thinking is the, sim- the symbolism of when she's going and Pain is just swerving. What was Pain thinking? He could have grabbed the back of her ponytail just like Sakura had the back of her ponytail pulled when she was fighting Orochimaru. There are people around you who will pull, ra- pull up. You're probably going to look down on them the same way everyone looks down on Sakura. Oh, that person is just mid. She's always there. She saved everyone's life. She literally could resurrect you from the dead. With Sakura on your side, you never have to worry. Honestly, I feel bad that Naruto didn't push Sasuke out the way to get Sakura because she was honestly really worth it. Hinata's cute. I sometimes have to accept my inner Hinata. Mm-hmm. And then just be like, okay, it's okay, Hinata. You can cry as long as you get back up. But sometimes, like, don't reach above your level. Mm. You're lucky you're not getting your hair snatched right now. You're lucky that whatever big evil that you're throwing yourself at without thinking is just swerving instead of grabbing you really, really hurts and ending you since obviously you have a death wish. I feel like a lot of people do have death wishes. They don't don't necessarily enjoy being alive. Being alive to them is just what happens. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I I think about this often. Like, people who, like, you know, some people look at it as, like, um, what is it? Uh, Like, adrenaline junkies and, like, all these different things. And maybe, you know, just reasons to feel alive, right? And then there's just, like, so many things that are societally accepted that are playing with your life. Like, even just, like, you know, even just sleeping with people without getting tested using protection is playing with your life but people don't talk about that because you know everyone's rapping about it and talking about it and glorifying it in these different ways that you know that's not looked at as like you're risking your life like you literally are you know and it's like there's so many different things even people who who drive fast you know people who swerve through traffic people are like this is cool this is this that that shit ain't cool. You could you could drop me off on the side of the highway. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not I'm not here for that. And it's like so many people are operating from the space of just like ah fuck it. You live once, like whatever. And it's like you know we we live a lot. I believe 
I believe. You know, we live a lot, and I'm not trying to just wake up as a baby tomorrow and have to do it all over again. I'm, like, tr- really putting in work in this one. And <laughs> I've seen your chart. You came here for a reason, so just live by that. Yeah, do my best to, you know. And I feel like the other people that have that resonance, they, you know, we're just doing our best to. That's why we gravitate towards each other, whether it's a conversation in a skincare convention or it's, you know, walking in at a deli or, you know, just even not even knowing each other. And some people just having on, you know, social medias and stuff like that where you just like resonated, you know, there's certain people that I feel like can see me and understand me. And I've never even met them more than people that I know, you know, like I have like I have a, a I friend. That's Sasuke's problem. I think Sasuke had like literally like <laughs> he's literally filled with Uchiha spite. <laughs> he literally yeah, was. Literally. And there's like no one to handle that. Yeah. There's no one. There's really that that how many people do we know that went into something that Sasuke would have done? Okay, Sasuke. Yeah. They're just gonna go there. They're gonna go touch that darkness because they need it. They need to touch the darkness, I guess. Because it's easier. It's easier to do that, you know, than actually face the light. Yeah, and honestly, Naruto, this is what I will say. F- I'm sorry to interrupt you. I realize I just interrupt you. No, you're good. Naruto had a lot of energy. Nobody really has that much energy to be Madara, to be Rock Lee. Look how Rock Lee is accepted in his world. That's literally mm-hmm. how people are accepted in the real world. Rock Lee is an authentic character. If you try too hard at your niche, you will maybe get rock lead at one point in your life where people will be like oh okay okay sasuke (laughs) and you're just like you know doing your best Mm -hmm. you're doing your best everyone is doing their best and also i need your behavior to change yeah if you want us to continue working together because xyz yeah yeah and just like finding that and it's like you know some like there's also the whole concept of there's a mix of, you know, Naruto, Sasuke, like, there's the unconditional love. Like, I support you and I'm here whenever you're ready to, like, surrender to that. And then there's also the toxicity in that. There's also the toxicity of, like, all right, you should pro- you should have probably just, like, let him rock and do him, you know? Um, and just discerning what that looks like in our own lives. Because there's so many situations and that, whether that's, you know, friendship, familial, work environment, romantic, that, like, we are putting too much out there. We're doing too much, you know, and... I agree. They were hiding instead of just hugging and kissing each other about how sad and lonely they were together, and they didn't do that. So instead, they threw Chidori's at a wall and decided <laughs> to run away. <laughs> like, that's what happened. Yeah, you're right. Exactly things, what happened. If things could have been simpler, that's what they would have, you know, like... I've been like, the world is fucking fucked, and, like, we should just, like feel into it be sad and then like <laughs> work really hard to like make it better together no, you know but some people like i had a friendship that recently ended she was like my oldest friend and um if she was a naruto character she would be 10 10 for sure super calculated really persistent a good fighter average just all around good friend and i never thought that the things that happened would have happened nothing happened life happened she had two kids after covid and I had to accept that when you have a child, you achieve matriance, you change. He had two back to back. I don't know that person anymore. That person cannot be there for me, and it's okay. Not everyone is going to be able to be there for you. Obviously, when you're full of a chia spite, you know, who's going to soothe that? 
there was no way to have that suit. I, and, and, and I feel like, honestly, no matter how they interacted with each other, it would have been incredibly toxic. But Naruto, what makes me upset is that Jiraiya didn't sit Naruto down and say to him, hey, this is not worth your time. Mm-hmm. It's not worth your time to do that. It's not worth your time to chase those people. And um, now that you know you're Jinchuriki, you have to stop this ridiculousness. Because you have to worry about yourself, my dude. Straight up. You have to worry about yourself. I don't understand the, that. Can, and, and maybe they did. But honestly, I didn't see that. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. I feel like Naruto didn't get that grace in in, in his series. Like They were like, oh, well, you go go chase him. Go chase him. Go get <laughs> him back, you know? They were just like, yeah, maybe no. But, you know, yeah, we're not going to stop you either, you know? And uh, or even, like, co-signing it a little bit. And then being like, all right, you're doing too much. But it's like, he's already fully invested in what it is. <laughs> I saw Tsunade fully co-signing. She wanted that Huchia brat back. She wanted him back. She didn't want Sharingan out. She didn't know what happened to Itachi as far as Itachi was concerned. That was a, that was a zero. That's not a negative one. That was a zero. If them two boys got back together, who knows what would have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the whole underworld. The whole, yep. the what is it called? The foundation and getting into that and like the the uchi i hate and then that just touching on so many different aspects too of just like the seclusion you know just uh being prejudiced you know and like what that how that affects people and like trauma internalizing genocide there's so many things that naruto touches on and you know psychological warfare you know the the loops that you go into in this in this show is just like that's why when I when I talk to people, I'm like, yo, like you really don't understand. Like, if it, if it's something that calls to you at a point, like just just listen to it for real because it's just something that, you know, it 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 helps me still to this day when I go back and watch it. Like, it still helps me integrate so many different things that, you know, I I I get something every time I watch it. You know, it could be an episode I watched already, but it just I get something from it because it's just like. It's, yeah, that's it. And, you know, also just doing, like, the, the research on it as far as, like, what signs are are who and, like, how that correlates and, like, yeah, oh, I could see Neji being cancer. Oh, okay, yeah, like, Naruto is a Libra, but he's definitely, like, an Aries rising. Like, you know, and there's just, like, all of these different aspects of, like, bringing in Zodiacs into things and just, like, really, like, weaving out and, like, getting into these niche pockets of stuff, which just, like, once again, like you were saying, like, I also agree. It helps me personify, me, by me personifying characters in the Naruto universe, I begin to understand my universe a lot more. And, um, the yeah. The archetypes are there. They're very easy to decipher and, and For apply. Sure. For sure. Yeah. I feel like I'm just like I'm in the chapter of like revisiting Naruto because I haven't been watching it for a while and like it's the best I love that show I just started rewatching Shippuden and uh, Gara was just freed of the Jinchuriki and I remember when I first watched it I was like oh no he lost his demon it's just not the same anymore I'm and Chicago. now I'm like oh that's so relieving he probably can get some sleep <laughs> you know yeah, and I it's a perspective change for a different reason this time mm. because I just was like the relief of not having that mental weight must be such such a life changing feeling. 
And I just was like, oh, I know how I feel when my baggage resolved. And uh, all the feelings, him coming back to life is uh, really touching. And I've been thinking about it, like, how many times have I come back to life and restarted mm. over? And give myself the same happiness every time I think about myself and when I have cringe moments, be like, it's over. <laughs> you know, Garo came back to life and he got to sleep, but he never lost his eyeliner. So now we have to wonder, is he actually just sleep deprived or does he steal his brother's makeup? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. There's so much to it. There's so much to it. And, uh, if you could have a, a superpower, if you could have one of their uh, eye powers, what would it be? Uh, the eye powers? Geki Genkais. I can't say that word. I never yeah. have been able to. Yeah, it's like dojutsu. Um, if I had one of their eye powers, I mean, I it's, I don't want to commit to a manga kyo. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to say Your Libra aspects? Like, I can't, you know, I can't do it. It's like, no, it's unjust. But... Like, I mean, I love Genjutsu. Like, that's it's fire. That's fire. To put to completely create a reality and, like, put somebody into it is, like, that would be it if it wasn't that. But I would say Brakugan. I would say Brakugan. Because, um, yeah, Renegon is just another evolution of the manga kyo. So it's, like, if we're talking morally, it's going to be Brakugan. Okay. Yeah. I feel like everyone has genjutsu. Everyone can change their mind. Therefore, everyone has genjutsu. I feel like being able to change your mind is really powerful. I feel like I change my mind a lot. Yeah. I could do too much. Well, you have the power to stop that, which is also very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need to work on. <laughs> that part. <laughs> I wonder, like, you know, like uh, Rock Lee, uh, he doesn't change his mind often. Mm -hmm. I wonder how he does that. I could benefit from that. I feel like that's very earth energy. Like, not changing your mind. Being, like, fixed. It's giving Taurus. It's giving, you know, it's giving Capricorn. It's giving Virgo. It's it's giving earth. Like, Virgo might change your mind a little more. Capricorn's most likely not going to change your mind. Taurus most likely not going to change your mind. You know, so it's like... Taurus will change their mind if it is good to change their mind. Yeah, they're more... I mean, but if they completely come to the... Honestly, as a Taurus, respectfully, I want to ask, do we have one of those? And did we eat that? I think we might have eaten it. No, I don't think that often we really think often. I think most of the time we just go with our gut feeling. And that, that changes often. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like it's interesting because like looking at like a character like Rockley who like doesn't have any special talents but like lit but the, he does have a special talent in having a special talent like he's the the Maribel from Encanto to you know like to the Naruto universe like just putting in hard work but just having a natural gift without it being like this big gift. His like talent is tenacity. He's like tenacious D. Like Rockley is tenacious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes complete sense. Right. And just, like, hard work, hard work, hard work, but then, like, also watching, like you said, having a Rock Lee moment, like, getting put on your ass, like, you know, having to sit with your leg up, like, having to to not be able to be as mobile if your thing is being mobile, you know, and that could happen in any reflection. That could be, like, you know, someone who sings not being able to sing, someone who draws not being able to draw. Like, there's that saying, like, you know, utilize what the, the gifts that God give you or else they get taken away. And um, I don't feel like it's necessarily that. I feel like it's 
don't overuse it either. <laughs> like, do you, you got to find the balance because if you overuse it, then you can be absolutely sat down as well. I did a tarot reading for somebody recently in the past year who um, used to be a Marine. And they wore their body down so hard. And I asked them, did you have like a death wish? Because the way you're using your body is not really in respect of your body as a meat machine, <laughs> you know? Like, you seem smart. You seem to know that like you're made out of meat and bone and that you're not God. And it, when, I wonder if, if you had a little vendetta there, and they, they replied that they did, and that they de- dealt with their inner turmoil by pushing their body too far. And then I said to them, well, then, it, you know, you got what you asked for. You asked to break. So now you're broken. Now it's up to you to put yourself back together, whether that means doing Tai Chi and pulling light back into your cartilage and getting it to rebuild, which I can help you with. Microcurrent is excellent. LED lights. There we go. Uh, But like, no, really, like seriously, you're either going to have to accept your new life at going to a wheelchair and finding that you can go faster if you'd like to go fast. You know, you can or you can learn to rewalk and you're going to have to just deal with the limitations and now your knees hurt all the time. You can try to rebuild it, but there's no guarantee. You put that on yourself. Mm-hmm. You you wanted to do that to yourself. You broke yourself. You know you were pushing yourself too far. Yeah. Ro- Rockley never sleeps. If you get him drunk, he goes harder. <laughs> That's a fact. Who who <laughs> wants to who wants to be that talented? <laughs> like, who wants to be that talented? And, y'all, I wanted to learn martial arts drunken jutsu. That looked really cool. Yes. I was like, okay, that's where I'm at. That's where <laughs> Rockley is like Sign the most determined up. character besides Mike Guy. You know, like it's just. But you have to be that determined in this dimension if you're yeah. gonna do things. Like, look at with your podcast. How determined? I bet you are just as determined as Rockley. Because mm. you don't stop. That's all he didn't do. That's why he trained Naruto. Naruto, I want to be better. Don't stop. Just keep hitting the tree. <laughs> I suppose I could give myself a little pinch of credit for it. You have to give yourself a big spoonful. <laughs> give yourself a big spoonful because you 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 don't give up. Yeah. Dar didn't give up. Yeah. Sasuke eventually gave up, and we were all very grateful for it. Yeah, I mean, Madar, uh, he, he also, like, he also was delusional in in, in not good way. <laughs> Trying to control the entire, like, universe. Massive delulu. I feel like, mm-hmm. but that's that's actually the what, what we have. We can mm-hmm. all control our own universe. That's the only thing we can control. So if you're not feeling Madara levels of power in your own dimension i don't know what to tell you i definitely feel like madara in my own world yeah i feel like it depends it depends you know i can see i can feel that for sure i think a part of me almost fears that oh i think that's what it is you know the responsibility well the capability of hurting people you know that's really one of my biggest fears it's really the only fear that like really actually has like you know a lot of uh hold on to me it's like everything boils down to i don't want to hurt other people naruto hurts everybody <laughs> every time he enters a room everyone goes <laughs> like, and look you're so positive we have a whole podcast about him we can't help hurting other people as primates we mm-hmm. are literally uh destined the worst fate ever we uh need to be around each other and also we don't like each other <laughs> that's just life we can hurt people and make them feel good. Yeah. Yeah, it's an impossible reality to think that you can't hurt anybody. You have to hurt somebody. It's exhausting. Yeah, it is yeah, exhausting. You hurt yourself. And yeah. I am somebody, right? So 
Well, now, we're, now we're getting uh, quantum mechanical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're flipping through universes throughout this entire episode. Now we're hopping into but the quantum. That's how Naruto paper. plays out. Like, okay, so mm-hmm. at the end of Naruto, when the goddess decides, oh my God, the reincarnations of my sons, I was like, I knew it was magical and weird. All this time, I'm philosophizing and making it deeper than it really is. And now they just gave it the ending of all endings. And it's a goddess monster ogre girl. And she has sons who are arguing with each other in the dimensional realities of the Naruto universe. And they reincarnated. I was like, this is too far out. Who in my life am I secretly arguing with? And where did they reincarnate? Where did that problem start? Mm. I don't like that drama. I feel like cutting those drama ties and making your life so much simpler is just is so refreshing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, to not focus in on like on the dimensional reality like, of all of the like the butterfly effects. We get lost in the sauce about the butterfly effects. If I do this and this will happen and then this and it actually is not that complicated. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if that ogre lady knew that her sons were going to be causing havoc all over Japan, she would have <laughs> cut this shit a long time ago. Facts. <laughs> because I feel like we get so caught in the storylines, you know, of the intensity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't need to. Like, if it's not like life or death, like, <sighs> the basis of, like, the entire universe being, like, fixed... Then it's like really not. Who said it's broken? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, if it's not in the in the in the sake of, you know, that, why center the intensity over things that find it you peace? It feels intense, and so as humans, we are exposed to the sensation of our hormones. We feel it, and we project outward and that's how we make those social bonds that's how we're able to manage change in the world we feel and express outward and just because it feels intense it doesn't mean that it is intense also doesn't mean it's good and it doesn't mean it's good so yeah. sometimes like not feeling good is a good thing sometimes like like for instance when i feel too happy i'm like okay like tone it down why are you toning down your happiness because the joy can sometimes you know like it's nice to feel joy let's be moderate about it feelings come and go i'm not gonna feel like that tomorrow i don't know how i'm gonna feel tomorrow yeah and i definitely don't want to be sad that i'm not happy yeah in case i'm not sometimes sadness feels good and i think that's like why what naruto had he liked to feel his feelings Mm mm-hmm and talk no jutsu is about getting to other people to notice past their feelings. Like yeah. when Zabuza did not behead that child for talking smack. It's because he was separated from his feelings. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like with that, with that, there's also the aspect of, um, yeah, like, you know, relating relating to one another, you know, relating to each other in that way. And then also... <sighs> completely left i was like trying to like catch it and it was just like (laughs) no so whatever if it's meant to come back then it'll come back but also i've toned down happy sometimes i feel guilty about being happy i completely understand that you know and i can relate in that way and like also not definitely makes sense. sense completely makes sense it's so easy to feel guilty about being happy yeah, and I feel like also like for like in, in piggybacking on what you were saying, you know, I have to moderate 
certain levels of happiness because I know that it's going to be shifting into like an an extreme and that could look like a manic emotion and I don't want to go so high up where I'm gonna like crash and burn so it's like not like depriving myself of the experience of feeling happy per se um, I feel like that is a different part of me that's existed at different times, you know, like <laughs> that part is more like more like right now you're giving yourself the privilege of a pause. Yes. Yes. You're giving yourself to not be lost in the sauce. And uh, yeah. And then and that other times it being like other times it's like waiting for the shoe to drop type energy, you know, so it's like deciding the two. But I feel like this chapter for me has been more so like. Well, you know, if you're going to get like extremely happy about it, you're probably blowing it out of proportion because it's hitting a certain limit of not limit. I'm not trying to limit myself. Just like just making I'm grounding. I'm grounding. Well, planting it down. It's okay to say limit because. Well, the science is very clear that the happiness and addiction go hand in hand. Why are you happy? What is the happiness? It's 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 trying to make you make a pattern. Mm-hmm. So what pattern are we getting set in our ways about? So yeah, you do have to limit it. It is it is a power of the mind. You do have to limit it, and you do have to, um, especially for like for myself, I I've endured a lot of trauma. I'm sure we're talking about Naruto universe maladaptive daydreaming, mm. daydreaming about things that are not healthy, arguments mm. with people sad situations cringe moments it's called maladaptive daydreaming and it is very detrimental to somebody's mental well-being you have to limit it so if you can't limit the happiness which is safer to play with than the scary feelings how are you going to learn how to limit the the big ones that scare us you're playing with the feelings that are safe so that you have control of the patterns not your brain absolutely and that's like just integrating your like where you're at rather than just being like on the roller coaster just like even getting on there you're like you're like the roller coaster of life there's always going to be ups and downs but like you're saying if you do give like grids of limits then you can manage your motion sickness at least you know you can you you, you might not know what to expect because like yeah a moment it might dip down but it's not going to be a 90 foot drop because you were or distracted by the a high foot drop you know how to average it yeah and, you know, honestly, sometimes in life we have to take those 90-foot drops. So, like, Boruto, Sasuke is now Boruto's teacher. Mm-hmm. He took a whole 180. Who let this man babysit? What were you thinking? And you go back to, like, Will of Fire. The entire village started off with war. The concept of the Will of Fire is dialectical. Two opposites can be true at the same time. That's what dialectics mean. We may have been centered on war, and we want a better world for our children to grow up in. That happened. It happened. Uh, they, they managed to not just affect the village hidden in the leaves. They also affected the hidden village of sand. They affected all of the whole Naruto world. It, it got to the point where ninjas no longer had a job. Yeah. Yeah. It led to peace because... It was no longer about us fighting for territory. It's about allowing our children to grow up. Case in point, you just, you, you do take those 180s. You take those 180s and you, you want to drift them. Mm-hmm. You can't drift if you don't know how to leverage your excitement about meeting somebody or being on a podcast or your sadness about 
somebody eating your yogurt, you're not going to be able to average and, and drift through my mom died, my dog is sick. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to drift through this job isn't suiting me anymore. Yeah, well, that's exactly what you're, like what you're saying. Like leverage it. That's something that my friend Iman like talks about often. Is like, you know, I'm managing your excitement in the way it's like, you know, don't get too excited. Don't get you get lost in that. You know, you gotta yeah be with it because yeah. when you're with it, you're excited, of course, but like you're not like <gasps> when you're when you're. <gasps> You're already up. You're you put the you're platform. out of it. You're yeah. on the platform. You're above it. You already missed it. Mm-hmm. Like or or it's mi- or it's it's just it's you're not in it. If you, you know? find that that is something that you resonates with you of, of as we're talking about this process of of getting to leverage your expectations, um, if you find that that's um, something that maybe you can work on, I highly suggest you look up dialectical behavioral therapy. One of my favorite steps in there is called radical acceptance and it's very hard and i feel like it is core theme to naruto naruto changed the world by being able to radically accept the things that happened to him and mm-hmm. others mm-hmm. and talk to them just enough so that they don't feel their emotions so that they can think about their next step that's talk no jutsu that is actually very possible everyday life unfortunately when you become good at listening, people will want to talk to you. So with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> people can feel it when you're able to be a receptacle for their feelings. But it's indispensable for learning how to do for yourself, mm. for your own inner child, your own inner person who gets too excited and starts uh, creating pedestals that eventually lead to disappointments. Because life is just about if you manage the expectation and keep it really low, you can't get disappointed. Yeah. Poor Sakura, who had to live her life like that. She was too cute with her big forehead. Always having to lower her expectations of how everything was going to go. I don't think Sakura wanted to grow up like that. (laughs) I don't think that's what she wanted in her life. Any of those kids, really. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just like the... That just goes like you were talking about even attachment styles. You know, it's like anxious attachment. It's like Mm -hmm. clearly like uh, Sakura when she was younger. Mm -hmm. You know, and like... I feel like that's why it was triggering for me watching that, you know, because like seeing that aspect of myself, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, God, this is why a lot of people don't like soccer. I mean, besides the fact that uh, Kishimoto had a hard time writing women in general, you know, but as m- many, you know, people do without the experience of being a woman, you know, but it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just I definitely I definitely felt resonant. I definitely was proud of her when she took that time to be like, I'm going to go train. I'm going to do this for myself and I'm going to like be a better version of me, you know, um, and train from like one of the best that she had, you know, uh, around. And um, I never felt unimpressed by Sakura. I just always saw all the people. You, uh, Sakura reminds me of almost all the black women I know. Mm. Just like really good at being there by your side when you need that. And also so self-depreciating, just like, am I good enough? Is anyone going to notice me? Am I am I here? Like, is there space for me? Just like shrinking, because she does. And also when, when it's time, Sakura pulls up. Sakura, Sakura pulls up. And I see that in all of the women of color in my life. Mm-hmm. Y'all pull up. And also maybe don't know how far that 
that carries, how much weight that has to be like, you hold the line. Literally in life, all we need is people to hold the line for us. Mm -hmm. Don't get crazy. Don't start acting psychotic or chaotic. We build trust very simply. If you're if you're not chaotic, I can trust you. Yeah. She's she's like not chaotic. The only chaotic thing about her is that she's a pick me. And then maybe that's him not being able to write women. Maybe he thinks that all women are pick me's and that that goes, you know, I didn't think about that because I did wonder why there was a lot of them in that show. For sure. Yeah. Um Even the strongest of them have that energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, yeah, I felt like there was a lot of undercurrents in that show that I'm like, yeah, they should just hug each other. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> I wish I could tell them to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And to, you know, to bring it full circle before we conclude this podcast, you know, unleashing your keke genkai. If I were to give, like, advice to anybody who's listening, who's looking to, in other words, if you're not familiar with the Naruto universe... Um, tapping into, you know, your, your birth gifts, like your gifts of being you, you know, no matter how grandiose or minimal they may feel, Mm. you only have access to them by being you. Totally. It's like the salt. It's like the flavor of, of being unique. It's, it's, and they cannot be replicated. And and Mm -hmm. you think about it, salt is very simple. We would have nothing without it. Very simple. Sugar, very simple. A little goes a long way. And that's how the beauty, each person is like a crystal. And we also scared to see, oh, is my crystal good enough? Am I going to show you my colors? And we spend our lives just slightly flashing our little colors. And the ones that are brave and live out loud, we go, wow, how brave. I don't know if I could because we all feel outside. We're little rocks. Are we we good enough inside? Mm -hmm. Just let your inner crystal shine. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And just trust. Just the ability to like listen, you know, and like when you don't feel like you can, when things aren't, don't feel clear, start removing, you know, start uh, clarifying and, and unlayering, you know, because the closer you get to yourself, the closer you get to your, those, those abilities within you that are of you that aren't of anywhere else, but you, so you don't necessarily need a crystal or a, 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 medicine person or this or that to make that happen for you yes they can help you they can guide you but at the end of the day you need to do it so yeah you know if you feel called work with somebody and do things like that but like you have you can never avoid not working with yourself so it's a great place to start and you know just Paying attention to what you're naturally good at. Are you naturally good at talking to people? Are you naturally good at listening to people? You're naturally good at cleaning. You know, do you clean so much outside, like in your house and things like that, that you have almost manifested what you're afraid to do inside Mm. or vice versa? Do you clean so much inside of you that it's manifested into not being able to do that outside of you? Yes, we call that pathological demand avoidance. If you're experiencing demand avoidance, if you don't feel good doing something, ask yourself, what am I avoiding? Because when we're procrastinating, we're usually procrastinating to avoid pain, uh, whether we have an inconvenience or whether we don't want to face 
the reality of the expectation we avoid mm. to get away from the pain. If you're avoiding something, we, we have to, what are you, why? What's causing the itch? What, what, where does it hurt? And you just reminded me of what I forgot before, which was the, uh, <laughs> there is a, a video of a woman and her, and her partner and she was in the gym and she's like encouraging him and she's like, she's like giving him a pep talk when he couldn't finish like his last rep or something. And he's like, she goes, you know, pain demands to be felt. Mm. This is the space in which you feel it working out, like referring mm. to in the gym. This is the space like we're happy. We're in a good relationship. Things are going well. Pain demands to be felt. Lean into it, essentially. And when I like, it was like, I had the chills when I heard her say that. I don't know if she came up with that or whoever came up with that. Either way, the energy of that resonated so deeply with me because it's like we only center pain to be avoided or confronted and both of them are exhausting. What about working with it? You know, what about working with it in the way of just giving it a space to it feels to it feels so tasty. Pain feels so tasty. Pain. <laughs> I didn't think it was ironic that pain was like the bad the, the head bad guy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they would pick somebody named Pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pain drives the whole story. I don't think that's ironic. It's true. It's so mm-hmm. tasty. It's like a over burgeoning of sensation like i feel my feelings very deeply and, and mm. uh, when it pain to me sometimes it feels so overwhelming i respect anybody that's avoiding the pain and also it's just gonna keep on hurting if you don't get it to stop yeah that's okay honestly i don't think that we can really be alive without struggle even breathing oxygen is to fight that's it. We're all fighting because we're all pressing against gravity. We're all breathing. During COVID, we realize how much we're fighting. Sometimes it feels like we're fighting for our lives. We're fighting for the right to be ourselves, all the different ways that we could be. Yeah, each one of us has at least the ability to change your mind. You have the ability to change your mind, and then, therefore, you have the ability to change your life. Yeah. If, and if is a very powerful word, if you can feel the pain. Mm. Oh. <laughs> couldn't handle the pain. <laughs> it's very prophetic in which outfit that I feel yeah, called to today. Right, right. It was just like like that was my oracle card for today. Pain. You know? Pain. Oh. It's interesting. It just keeps on coming yeah. up. Like I, I literally pulled the card the other day, and it was just like embracing the pain. Do you think it feels good? I do, and yeah. that's the problem, yeah. right? So, so, are you doing it for punishment? Because sometimes I feel like people can be bratty with their lives. They may not be kinky enough to be bratty in bed, but they're definitely bratty with their lives, <laughs> and that leads to Sasuke vibes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I can't relate to that part, but you know, it's it's more so like for me, I could you know transparently and be vulnerable. Um, it's just like. I've gone so accustomed to pain. Uh, I like enjoy it more. I've, I've, I'll use past tense. I've enjoyed it more than I've avoided it. In fact, I, I would, I would encourage it. You know, to the point that that would just exhaust me so much I wouldn't be able to like flip on the other side and like pain and pleasure are just like at this precipice. You know which my pain became my pleasure out of a coping mechanism of 
of uh, what can I control? Okay, well, pain is inevitable, so I might as well make it feel good. Masochistic ways, tattoos, piercings, ceremony, of course, for me, is where I'm at with that. I don't just do it for no reason. Simultaneously, I understand why I'm doing it. I always say, like, you know, I go to my tattoo artist, like, I'm like, you know, I go to integrate something. Every time I get a tattoo, I go to integrate something. And if I'm getting it tattooed or if I'm getting a tattoo at that time, like, I, I need the physical pain to feel it. And what I do is I just, I don't listen to music. I, 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 I might speak a little bit, but I just surrender to whatever it is, whatever threshold I'm going through. Do I, can I, can I do it for absolutely everything? You can. I can, maybe not in a tattoo, not in you a know, tattoo, but, but it, it marks but that you. Same, it but marks same. you forever. Yeah. I've been through a lot of trauma. I'm actually estranged from my entire family. They're just toxic people. And I decided I don't want to be a part of that. I don't have space in my life to be overly, overly religious. My family is uh, very religious Jewish people. Yeah, you can. It will mark you forever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you will have tattoos on your souls, and that will show people who you are. And it's interesting how your soul is visible to everyone but you. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people know what their soul looks like, and they have a good communication with it. And, you know, that's kind of like what we're talking about, you know, unleashing your inner geki genkai, just like getting in touch with your inner self and maximizing yeah. your potential. That's your soul. And and how you how you relate to that and and how you feel other people relate to that when you when you have that relationship it will mark you and other people will be able to see it just like um in in this book I used to read to children it's uh, by Ronald Dahl I don't know if I said his name right but he said if you have a good attitude uh, you have a big smile and it will shine out of your face and other people will be able to see it even if you're ugly and you're fat it doesn't matter people are gonna see that you have a good attitude mm-hmm. attitude is all of it. If you like pain and if you're maladaptive, daydreaming in your head, giving you pain, living pain, projecting pain, your attitude is just change your attitude. Changing your attitude will scar you. That is true. That will tattoo you for For life. Yeah. But it's just your attitude. Your attitudes change. Or maybe you just have a different relationship with pain. You found a way how you can have it implemented in your life without hurting yourself. Yeah, I think it's literally like I, I, like I've, 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 without hurting me in the way that it used to. And I think that it's just like, it's in this neutral space and it's asking to be changed more. It's asking to be integrated more. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm not just sitting here like, Oh, give me pain, give me pain, give me pain. Like for no reason, I'm more like pain exists. How can I like sort through it and integrate it? Uh, now I think it's also like time to just look at the other side, mm-hmm. you know, and also just make do that. I think right now I'm just like condensing, consolidating, removing, defragging cleaning up you know in that way of just like i'm updating my system don't you feel like that's what pain was doing when he was making the akatsuki do all the things he that they were doing he was kind of like updating his system yeah updating his system defragging making plans trying to get his whole and and he and and decided none of it is worth it and decided to scrap it yeah for sure like the original akatsuki yeah. You know, in which you're yeah. not like the pawns for Madara in yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, then yeah. yeah, yeah, I do agree. It's just like trying to do that. And then like most people give up because it's hard work. It's so hard. It's a path of few. It's so hard. Yeah, it's, it's, there's not many people that can be on the walk with you. And you have to be willing to change them. Because what if they're like, 
less like they, everyone in our lives are going to interact with us in a certain way and our attachment comes into it so if, if your attachment heals and if you change then what does that relationship with that other person look like now mm, changes or it doesn't exist then you just gotta accept that because we can't change anyone but ourselves mm -hmm. so it just can only change the environments we're in and and the different things and attributes to ourselves and calling in what we want and leaving behind what we don't you know yeah it's not deep it is everything is <laughs> you know it's like, everything is that deep right. it, it is, is it can be and that's yes. why it's it's okay to be shallow and, and just love yourself and be like hey that you know i i did make those choices and that was i'm not a bad person I like to say, did you rape anybody? Did you kill anybody? No, okay, let's keep it real simple. Mm -hmm. You're not a bad person. You're making unhelpful choices with your behavior. Yeah. And it hurts. Maybe the, the reason we're making these unhelpful choices is because we're experiencing pain. I think it's a matter of training, too. Yeah. We just need to train, you know, take a page out of Rockley's book. Really just go into that training yeah, aspect. And just train. Mm -hmm. And work with what you got. Yeah, for sure. Well... Thank you so much for coming on to this pod and for sharing your life and Naruto and <laughs> personal expertise. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share before we move on to the Oracle segment and then close? I just wanted to say thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you so much, Ashley, for having me and making me a delicious cup of tea. I might want more. <laughs> it's really good. Um, and it was really nice to share myself with y'all. If you guys like skincare tips, if you guys like philosophy, you can add me on Instagram and find me on Twitch. Yep. Thank you. And what are your handles on Instagram and Twitch? Esme Leilani. It's just my name. Okay. All cool. right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much thank for, you. for being you and being open to like popping onto right? the show. I'm always down to talk. I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Naruto really changed my life. Teaching me talk, talk no jutsu was real. Yeah, he really Tugno did. Jitsu is like that was like the most validating. <laughs> like I re I relate to Tugno Jitsu so deeply. Changed my life, bro. <laughs> I feel like that's what this podcast is in a big way. Like Yes. <laughs> um so if you're open to it. Yeah. I'd like to pass that on to you to do the the reading segment of, of, of oh, today. How exciting. So if I hadn't hoped it. If I had known that I was going to be reading, I would have brought my deck. I have um, a deck that I call Book from Hocus Pocus. Mm. You know, the book mm -hmm. that's like magical? Well, my deck talks. And I learned my deck can talk when it spent an entire session throwing out upside down Queen of Swords. And I was like, why are you calling me a but I was being one. My mom's Puerto Rican. Yeah, de la cabrona. Like she's just so. I was just so. I was going through my Orochimaru phase. I was very much in the darkness. I had to really get myself out of a really ugly place a few years ago. Um, and and I was like, okay, you're saucy. You talk too much. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> that's how you know. I feel like that's how you know it's your deck. Well, this one is like a neutral yeah. deck, so it's a full metal alchemist deck. Okay. But it's a traditional tarot. How wonderful. So it's a rendition on that if you feel comfortable. Sure. And Let's give it a go. So you want to like do your thing, clear it however sure. you want. Yes. Yes. And Thank you. Um, Can I have some fire, please? Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. All right. 
so I do pray. I am a non-denominational polytheist. <laughs> so to some people, they like to say I'm a Hindu because I like Hinduism and Judaism. Um, but I have a very strong connection with the goddess Kali. I had um, an awakening, a conscious awakening, when I was like eight years old looking at a statue of Lord Shiva. And I was like, wow, this is, this is me. I see me, and it just was so profound. I, I, I couldn't even lie to you and tell you I had to close my eyes, and I felt my, my third eye open for the first time, and I got the ability to, like, see past my own two eyeballs, like, in my own imagination. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. This is so deep. And um, I really love that, that space-time energy. So I'm going to ask space and time to give us the honor of wisdom. Dear space and time, it's me again. <laughs> and I would like wisdom. I would like peacefulness. And I would like protection for all spirits that enter into my space in any dimension I know about or any dimension I don't know about. May we be cleansed. And may all the information we gather here be used for our greatest good, our highest benefit, and with respect for all. Oh, this is an amazing episode using Naruto. I find it crazy that you have your Gara shirt on. Gara is so cute. I love Gara. He's like one of my favorites. I think I liked Gara before I liked Naruto, actually. Gara is really fire. I actually didn't like him. And then I like grew love for him. Bombastic side eye. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Like I think he's fire. Yeah, but, like it took a while. But you know. I mean, I kind of get it. He definitely had like massive like school shooter energy. Like, for in sure. The beginning. Absolutely. Like, that's I'm, that's exactly what he had. Ken Carl used to be like, "Did you bring his leash?" <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like I was a big Kankuro fan, Tamari fan. I wish that Tamari and Shikamaru would get married. To me, it would be a natural conclusion if they got married. Oh, but... Did they get married? I didn't watch that. Spoilers! Oh my god, do they have babies? Oh. You haven't watched Baruto. I haven't watched all. Boruto. Like at all? Boruto? Mm -hmm. Boruto, no. I haven't watched any Boruto mm -hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like I committed a felony. Look at her face. <laughs> I haven't watched Boruto. We're saying it with the B, right? The Boruto. Yeah, okay. No, I haven't watched any of that. Yeah, definitely tap in. Okay, so that's something exciting because I was like, those two need to hook up already. I don't know what they're... <laughs> the I mean, tension is real. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Well, she said, I'm staying in the land of the leaves as an emissary. I was like, no, you are just thirsting after Shikamaru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shikamaru's hairline worries me. Just rigid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he uses gel? He's using like that gatsu, like the super stick one. Humor is my thing. I love humor. Mirth is such a privilege. To be able to be joyful and full of mirth, regardless of the situation, is a real privilege. And I work to one day... Just be able to balance that personality trait of mine and really excel in it. Just to be joyful. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have a good reason, just crack jokes, smile, 
And don't use it as a as a tool of deflection. Mm. All right. Is there anything that you would like to know? I just normally at the end of uh, the pods when I pull, it's just for whatever is meant for anybody who's open to it, who is listening. So including ourselves and okay. whoever's listening, whoever's open to it, you know, and open, ready to receive. If you're not, you know, you can sign I'm off. I'm going to open the floor to any viewers. If you guys have any energies that you need to put out, just put them out while we shuffle. And then I'm going to follow a simple routine. I like to use the numbers three, six, and nine. And I'm just going to pull three little cards. How does that sound? Sounds good. Three six nine Tesla code. All right. So we have six of swords. Ooh, the tower reversed. Oh, indeed. And the queen of fire reversed. <laughs> 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 Not you calling her forth. <laughs> Not the queen of wands. <laughs> In reverse. <laughs> I think that's Queen of Swords, right? Queen of Fire. Fire mm, Queen Swords, of right? Queen of Wands. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lust. Lust. So, okay, mm. so this is personal. So if I was a homunculi, <laughs> I would be Lust. I think you can see the resemblance. <laughs> um, I always knew I was a dark feminine growing up. It was very hard for me to tap into that. I always felt like I was scary. Um, wow. <laughs> Guys, when you feel like your energy is um, is not good enough, you feel like you are not charming, you feel like you're not uh, capable, you feel like you are not valuable, because that's what this card reverse symbolizes to me, Queen of, Swor- of Swords. Uh, you said wands, fire, wands, yes, wands to me. Fire, wands, air, air, fire. I always feel like these, these symbols to me is... What is going on inside? What is eating you up inside? And we have the tower as well as reversal, you know, the tower, what's falling down, but also what's rebuilding for you? Because in every moment, actually, uh, the world is changing. So how can you instrument your change? Because I want to make this positive, even though we're reversed. And six of fire. We all have dark sides. Make it work for you. Make your dark side work for you. My dark side is Orochimaru. Make it work for you. Tap into your unique scariness. Tap into your, your. in Spanish, you call it sabrosura, but like to, to be your whole full authentic self. And sometimes that does mean living in a, in a sense of repulsing. Because when you have power, the ability to choose for yourself what's going to help you and help you feel good determine are we feeling good because we feel bad or are we feeling good because it feels good we get to choose to live authentically and to reject and it's okay to be rejected it's okay to reject it's good and helpful to be able to reject push it away rebuild it into something that makes you feel more confident with your own self mm-hmm. yeah and that's on that. Oops, sorry. And that's on that. I'm not even going to say nothing else. I'm not even going to pull nothing else. 
that's on that so thank you so much for tuning in thank you everybody who was listening with us and for sharing your questions and hey janine thank you for always supporting and being you this episode is sponsored by a dcla premier grant from staten island arts with public funding from the new york city department of cultural affairs that's so cool so Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, funding. Thank you, thank you. Thank, thank you, everybody. You. More funding. <laughs> Calling that in Calling the best way in. so that we right. can help support creatives all around. And yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And thank y'all for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.